0: Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932 the bombing of Hawaii's volcano, the dancing plague, the Ohio grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the i,i, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to patreon, P A T R E O N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about the bubonic plague, also known as the Black Death. Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast. We're so grateful to have you here. I wanted to do a quick shout out to our newest patrons. We've got Luke. Thank you, Tara and Maddie. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast as we continue to grow. Today we are going to be talking about the Black Death Plague. I thought this was kind of perfect because the Patreon's bonus episode this month is about the dancing plague that hit. So that one's going to be more funny and also a true re- weird story about this dancing plague that hit. So make sure you sign up to be a patron for $5 a month. You get two bonus episodes. That's where that episode's going to be. So this one, we are going to talk about what the Black Plague or Black Death is. So according to History.com, the Black Death was a devastating global epidemic of the bubonic plague. It struck Europe and Asia in the mid-1300s, so it was quite a while ago that this happened. And the plague actually arrived in Europe of October 1347 when 12 ships from the Black Sea docked at a Sicilian port of Messina. As everyone was there to greet all of the people that they were waiting for to get off of all of these ships, they were met with a horrible surprise. Most of the sailors aboard the ships were dead, and those that were still alive were gravely ill and covered in black boils that oozed blood and pus. The Sicilian authorities were absolutely shocked, and they said, you know what, these are a fleet of death ships, we've got to get them out of the harbor, but it was too late. Over the next five years, the Black Death would kill more than 20 million people in Europe, almost one-third of the continent's population. So before these death ships pulled up at the port of Messina, many Europeans had heard rumors about this great pestilence or this great death that was spreading across the different continents. And it was carving this deadly path across the trade routes of near and the far east. And in the early 1340s, the disease had struck China, India, Persia, Syria, and Egypt before heading all the way to Italy. They believe that it began in Asia over 2,000 years before this and was actually being spread by trading ships. Although recent research has indicated that the pathogen responsible for the Black Death may have existed in Europe as early as 3,000 BC. So how do you know if you caught the Black Death or not? So the Europeans were not equipped for the reality of what the Black Death had to bring. It didn't matter who you were, man, woman, child. It seemed like everyone was going to get it. So in the beginning, they had swellings or these large bumps that were on their lower abdomen or under their armpits. And they could be really small or they could be as big as an apple or an egg. These are what are known as boils blood and pus would come out of these really strange large swellings and it would also they would also have other symptoms like a fever, chills, vomiting, diarrhea, terrible body aches and pains and then they would end up dying. The bubonic plague was so destructive because it specifically Attacked the lymphatic system. So it would cause swelling in the lymph nodes. So what is a lymph node? So heading over to cancer.gov, it's a small bean shaped structure that's part of the body's immune system. So the lymph nodes, they filter substances that travel through your lymphatic fluids, and they contain lymphocytes, which are white blood cells that will help your body fight infection and diseases. So there's hundreds of lymph nodes found throughout your entire body and they're connected to each other through what's known as lymph vessels and so there's a cluster of lymph nodes are found around the necks around the neck sorry your underarms your chest abdomen and groin so there's about 20 to 40 lymph nodes in the axilla which is your underarm and so it's really important that all of these lymph nodes are working properly for your immune system and what was happening was during that time those were kind of getting clogged um they were getting infected and your body wasn't able to treat all of the things that were coming into it and they weren't they didn't have a strong enough immune system to fight it What would happen was they would get infected, they would start to show these symptoms, and the infection would actually start spreading to the blood and lungs. They said that this disease, it didn't matter who it was, um, if you spoke to somebody just in passing, you would probably catch it. And they said even if you felt fine, um, one morning, the next morning you could be dead. So it was really a quick quick disease that traveled very fast and it killed very quickly. So today what's known as the black death is actually a bacillus called yersinia pestis. They simply will call it the plague. A French biologist named Alexandra um, Yersin discovered this germ at the end of the 19th century. So this bacteria in particular would travel through the air. Um, it also would travel through the bite of infected fleas and rats. And both of, the, both of these pests were very, very common during medieval European times. Um, and they were particularly at home aboard ships of all kinds, which is how the deadly plague made its way to the European port hordes, all one right after another from the rats that were found. So by the middle of 1348, so within a year, the Black Death had struck Paris, Bordeaux, Lyon, and London. So today we're actually able to see how things were passing, right? And we can protect ourselves and make sure that, you know, we have a strong immune system to fight against things. But back in that time period, there was not a lot of running water, there was not good plumbing, or um, even when bodies were disposed of, they were often just laid in the streets and rats would come take care of them bodies, which would then transfer more diseases. So during that time, it was just kind of a filthy time period. And so it was really hard for people to understand why it was spreading, how it was spreading, and what it even was. So they didn't even know how it was being spread from one each, one another. So they didn't know how to, prena- um, how to prevent it from happening. So what were the doctors doing at that time? How were they treating this? So what During that time, before we had more knowledge, they were doing what's known as bloodletting. So they would actually drain people's bodies of blood, believing that that would help cure them, which we now know today, like letting go of too much blood from the body is actually going to kill A person faster, and then boil lancing, which is where they cut open these boils or these sores that were all across people's bodies, and then they were burning um, some herbs and bathing in rose water and vinegar. And people were honestly just in a panic. They were doing all that they could to avoid being sick, and while they were sick, to be treated. During these times, many shops closed their doors. Doctors wouldn't even see patients, there were churches that weren't available, and people were actually fleeing the city to head for the countryside, but it didn't matter where they were. This was actually affecting cows, sheep, goats, pigs, and chickens, as well as people. They say that there were so many sheep that had died during this that they actually had a wool shortage for clothing in Europe during that time. A lot of time people were also just left for dead by their family because their family was so worried that they would get it. They would just leave another person to try to get away so that they could stay healthy. So with all of this going on, how did it end? It actually never really ended and it even came back years later, but they were able to kind of slow this spread. And they would keep um, arriving sailors from their ship on in isolation until they knew that they weren't carrying the disease. Um, so they did a similar thing called quarantining, um, where they either would hold them on their ship for 30 days or 40 days to make sure that they weren't carrying this deadly disease. So does this deadly plague still exist today? So it ran its course by the early 1350s, but it continued to reappear every few generations for centuries. And what's happened to help this is modern sanitation. So being able to wash our hands, wash our bodies, having running water in our homes, and being able to keep our bodies safer, making sure that the food we're eating keeps us healthier. It's really helped to impact this disease, but not eliminate it. They actually believe that there's still about 1,000 to 3,000 cases of the plague each year. The Black Death was actually the most fatal pandemic in recorded human history. They believe that it caused the death of 75 to 200 million people in Eurasia, North Africa, and then peaking in Europe. So comparing that to like how many died during World War II, they believe that during World War II, there's about 40 to 50 million deaths. So still, that was way more people that were dying of the bubonic plague and from what i've read if you got the plague you had like a 50 percent chance of surviving which is an extremely low chance i mean that that is just scary to have that low of a percentage and it didn't matter if you were healthy unhealthy it just seemed like it took whatever chance it did it was a scary scary disease I'm so grateful for sanitation today, being able to wash my hands, take a bath, clean myself up, making sure that we have fresh water to drink and we're able to cook cook our food thoroughly. There's so many great benefits of this modern world so that we can handle when things happen. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to become a patron and you can listen to the other plague that we are going to be talking about known as the dancing plague plague a true story in history where a bunch of people started dancing in this city and literally could not stop themselves such an interesting story don't forget to follow us on the at the mystery kids podcast on Instagram and go to mysterykidspodcast.com and we're going to have resources and different books. Um, I actually really love books about this. This is something that's always fascinated me. I've been interested in like outbreaks and plagues for a very, very long time. So I've added some really good books on there. Um, one I really enjoyed when I, I read it when I was younger and then also have read it as an adult was fever of sick 1793. This is about the yellow fever, and I believe it was hitting America, but still a really, really good book and definitely a good read for those that preteen audience. Hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time on the Mystery Kids podcast. Thanks for listening.